is the Under Centre Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Under Centre Podcast. I'm your host, Darimar, and I'm joined by two of, well, actually guys, this week I have nothing to say about just this week, just Jake and Fionn this week. Lads, how are you? Excellent. Too bad. I'm not often just Jake, but today I'll take it. <laughs> well, you were Jake Woodhead earlier on in the week. So he was Jake Woodhead. He was Jake Woodhead. <laughs> uh, this week's uh, we uh, had our new show earlier on in the week. So if you've caught that, um, thank you very much for watching. If you haven't, make sure you go back and check that out. If you want to watch it back on Twitter, you can uh, at UnderCenterPod. If you want to watch it back on YouTube, just search UnderCenter Podcast on YouTube. Watch it there. Make sure you like that video and subscribe to us there too, so you be kept up to date for all of our latest releases. If you prefer the audio side, just go to wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Under Center Podcast. Same thing. Subscribe to it there too, and you'll be kept in the loop for all of our shows. But today we are having our big fantasy football show and on in the show today to speak about um, fancy football strategy sleepers breakout stars this year. We have the lads from the Fourth and Inches podcast, Ireland's premier fantasy football podcast. And we're joined by Paddy and JT. Hopefully we'll get uh, Jonathan on in a couple of minutes time. Um, but lads, it's uh, great to have you on. How are you? Very good, thanks. Yeah, great. Thanks for having us. No problem. No problem at all. I've been listening to it for the last couple of weeks and uh I'm very, uh, very intrigued to see um, what sort of players, because I'm going to need some advice now, because I'm drafting a couple of leagues now in the next week or so. So I want to know these sleepers that I can get that is going to win me uh, in the league so I can be a back-to-back champion on on the team uh, this year. Fionn has decided to stay away from Air League this year because he knows he's going to get beaten. Those who can't do fantasy, Dara. (laughs) <laughs> and those who can't fantasy just podcast <laughs> well, I have to say I, I'm a fan of your podcast um, I was listening um, the last couple of episodes but you really gave kind of you weren't very convincing in regards to trying to tell everyone that you, you didn't know anything about Love Island um, <laughs> it, it, it did not convince me at all <laughs> I get it by proxy that's just not I don't watch it. osmosis <laughs> Jake does have a secret Love Island podcast that he does uh, every other day of the week. That's why we can only oh, get Jake's one Island day a week to record. Up on <laughs> but we uh, we're not here to talk about Love Island. That's Jake's other show. You can catch that like four other days a week now on wherever you get your podcast. But we're here to talk fantasy football. And and um, JT, I'm gonna ask you uh first on this question because what would sort of be um the strategy now for a first time uh um fancy football player heading into a draft if he's playing like let's let's call it a 10 team ppr league you know he's picking in the top five so would you be looking at sort of going for a running back in the first round well maybe dara before can we can we talk about what a ppr league is let's start (laughs) at at the very basis because i'm not sure i even know what a ppr league is (laughs) Okay. You know, PPR is just um, uh, points per reception. It stands for so basically it's 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 the exact same as a standard league, except for you know if a running back or a wide receiver um, catches a pass, they get, get an extra point for that. And it's kind of it, it's kind of become the standard now. So um, our league is off the uh, NFL fantasy uh, website, and their standard is PPR. So that's what we roll with. 
for the first couple of fancy football leagues that I ever joined, well, they went shockingly because I didn't really fully understand it at the start. I had no idea what PPR was. And every time I was looking up at like a mock draft and stuff like that, it was all PPR. And I was like, what is this? Like, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, we, we had the same confusion there as well. And and when we went PPR, I didn't really adjust. Um, so you were saying, Dara, what, what, what advice would you give to a complete newbie? And um, I suppose my advice would be, you know, running backs and wide receivers for the first, I would certainly say the first six rounds. I never go near a quarterback until round seven. Um, you know, and as I was saying in our podcast, like you, you are passing up on the top eight quarterbacks, I'd say, around that stage, but there's plenty of value there and there's not much difference between, you know, the top quarterback and let's say, you know, the 10th quarterback in, in regards uh, points per game. And I think, look, even we fell into that. I think I remember, Paddy, we started our league about maybe 10 years ago, and I think you drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round. Um, and there was a bit of that going on, but we've, we've learned plenty since. But lads, for if you're just starting out, please don't be drafting your quarterbacks early. I have to say, I'm an absolute devil for that. Not not first <laughs> round, but I just I look at the, the pure number. And when we get past a certain level of wide receiver and running back, my... My heart tells me, nah, these quarterbacks are better players than the than the running backs and the wide receivers that are left. Go in there, get Aaron Rodgers. I love getting Aaron Rodgers every year. He's a he's a fantasy god. I, I snap him up early, maybe a round or two early. I probably go for about the fifth round. I try and pick up a quarterback. Is that an absolutely terrible decision, or can you get away with that? No, you can get away with it, but it, once you do that, Fiona, as soon as you pick your Aaron Rodgers, everyone else panics then. And then yes, they that's what I'm. I'm terrified of missing the good quarterbacks, and I panic by early and get a chain reaction in the rest of the league. And then you never know; yeah. you might nick an L wide receiver later on in the draft because you panic by everyone else into into, Fionn, into going early. Fionn forced us to panic draft Carson Wentz this year in a team fantasy football that we have against other podcasts. <laughs> but that I, fair, I'm a big believer in Carson Wentz. I, I draft him every year. It yeah, wasn't his first choice. <laughs> we I were panicked him. into doing that mostly because I think it was a, it was a super flex league. So for anyone who doesn't know that, two quarterbacks are going to be in that team. So um, I think the first five picks were all quarterbacks and they were all quarterbacks that ran the ball as well as mm. as uh, as throwing it. So the likes of uh, Lamar, obviously, um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kyler Murray, all those sort of guys were gone in like the first five picks. Yeah, I and I, big, I will be targeting... Um, go on, Paddy. I was just going to say, I think that's a big change in, in the league in general, not just the fantasy, what, that rookies are coming in that are running the ball that you can you can pick up in the 13th, 14th round guys like last, last year, Justin Herbert went undrafted in our league. The year before Lamar went in like the 15th and Paddy Mahomes, you know, in the first season, he wasn't, he wasn't drafted high. I think just the nature of these guys are rookies. So you can wait later, pick up a rookie, a guy like next year, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, they're probably going to come in and eventually if they're, if they get the game time, be really good fantasy players just because they will run and throw um, so if you're not going to get, I don't know, Mahomes or Josh Allen at stretch, Aaron Rodgers, then I would just hold off personally. Yeah, and le- looking at then, we talked that, you know, for a 10-team league, we'd be talking about maybe going running backs. Um, 
and wide receivers in the first six rounds. But in terms of you had that first overall pick this year, uh, I'll go. I'll start with you, Patty, on this one. Who would you be drafting um, first overall if you had the, that pick in your draft? It's. I mean, you're you're definitely going to target a, an RB. I think if you're going the only, and this isn't me just being a homer because I'm a Packers fan. The only player out <laughs> with an RB you could potentially go number one is is Devontae Adams. But I think if you're not if you're not going with um, C Mac. Or um, Dalvin Cook, or probably the the two. I would maybe, as much as I like C Mac, I think because he's come back from injury. Although the training camp reports are really strong, I I just I I, I love watching Dalvin Cook. I think he's such a great player. His numbers last year were incredible, um, and because they've got such a a struggle with with the quarterback position, they're always just going to be very run heavy. Um, so I would I would push for Dalvin Cook as my number one pick jt i'm very disappointed you're we've a big exclusive coming out tomorrow and you're you're running back uh strategy and i'm left to be listening to you there and it's it's there's a bit of nervousness there there's no nervousness You've gone away from it i have it gone away from it <laughs> or do you no, not want to give out your secrets no, I'm giving out all the secrets here. And well, in terms of my, I'd be different to, to Paddy in terms of my first overall. In fact, I do have first overall pick in our league. And I am going with the absolute cheat code that is Christian McCaffrey. And I think he's the expert's consensus for, for first overall. I think what you're getting is a running back one and a wide receiver two rolled into one. Um, you know, since 2017, the only, the only running back that... Got more targets um, was Kamara, and you know that wouldn't have been the case if, if McCaffrey wasn't injured last year. In fact, McCaffrey would have been miles ahead in that category. Um, and I think, look, the Panthers have said his role is not going to change this year. He has been the best fantasy player for the last three years, um, and the snap count is outrageous. Like if you look at it, he never leaves the field. And even when you have, you know, last year, Cordy uh, Samuel. Um, uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, I think, on the field at the same time. It's not it's not Christian McCaffrey that's suffering in regards to targets there when they're all on the field. It's one of the wide receivers. So he's getting everything. And I just think in terms of, you know, you mentioned about his injury. Like, I don't think his injury last year should, should kind of um, skew your your uh, perspective on his durability. Like, he's he, he never missed a game before last year. Um, you know, so he's not injury prone. Uh, he's looking good in camp, and I just think he's going to ball out this year. Um, and I wouldn't overlook him uh, for first overall. I'd be taking him. There you go, <laughs> lads. Let me ask you just a quick question here. Um, I don't know if you are aware of. I've, oftentimes, I'm looking up different strategies to use while drafting players and stuff. And oftentimes, I come up against the uh, zero RB strategy. What do you make of that? That's where you don't draft a running back and you go all wide receivers, tight ends, quarterback, and then you see who you can pick up in the in the garbage pile afterwards. Well, this is what Johnny was alluding to when he came on there. I am actually going with a modified. <laughs> zero running back uh, policy so i'm going to take c mac have him there and then i'm just going to load up my shopping bag with wide receivers after that and and, and i'll take me, me running backs from the mid rounds guys when you're going through your draft and you have an idea like you 
you kind of know beforehand where you're going to pick in in the order of the first round. Do you guys stick with a really rigid plan of these are the players that I want, and if they're available, I'm 100% taking them no matter what else is on the board? Or is it much more reactive for you guys? Do you nearly take it one pick at a time, reanalyze the board after every pick and, and adjust as you go? Or do you stick with something solid as you're making your way through the draft? I, I personally, if, if there's a player I'm, I'm really into, then I'll, I'll try my best to, to, to get him. But I think one thing we covered in our pod last, last time was, was not being, not being the guy that really overreaches for that, that player that you're, that you, that you sort of fall in love with in preseason or whatever. Um, and even, even if you really want to make sure that you're not, that you're, as I say, you're not reaching two, three rounds above where you should be picking them. Just you're, you're feared that one of your pals is going to pick them up instead. Um, so um, I personally don't have, I don't really go into many drafts with a, a specific strategy. Um, my main strategy is best player available and try and pick them up. And when I get to maybe round six, seven, eight, start filling in the positions that, that, I've, that I need to bulk out. Um, I know Johnny has and, and JT have a a far more well JT this year with the zero RB and Johnny has a far more rigid system in terms of right I'm drafting this position now this position now but I, for me that's I, I just get drawn in by yeah best player available like any good NFL um, run team you know take that to fantasy best player available in the draft you know. You, you can call me Jack Reacher because I will reach for a player. But I'll, I'll, I'll target maybe one or two that I have to have. And I'll even say them in advance. Jalen Hortz, I'll be taking him this year. Um, round eight is his ADP. If I have to reach into round seven, I'll do that. Now, I wouldn't re- be reaching any more than one, one round um, unless it's later on in the draft. But I have no problem. There, there will always be one or two lads that I have to have. And... Um, uh, that's what I'd be doing. So would you recommend then, say, kind of maybe having your players, but also sticking somewhat to the ADP as well? Yeah, I generally I generally stick to the ADP, but I'll kind of have I'll kind of have a, a list of players in around the, the the pick that I'm picking at, and I'll rank them then that list of players. And um, you'd be kind of winging it then, maybe after rounds 14, 15, 16. Oh yeah. Uh, lads, I want to ask you about two players, and you briefly mentioned one of them um, um, being a, a little undervalued this year, and that's um, Alvin Kamara and Lee Elliott. Um, Kamara, this, Kamara is going to probably be, he obviously is going to be RB1, but he could end up being um, wide receiver one this year with, with the Michael Thomas injury and the sort of lack of targets and the uncertainty in the quarterback position as well this year. So, you know, the obviously easiest thing for a quarterback under pressure, dump it off to your running back and let him do something with it. So um, is he sort of a player that maybe a player should look seriously at taking, if not number one, definitely maybe second overall? I actually have him down as one of the biggest. I think he's going to be a, a bust this year. I think oh. with the with the uncertainty that is in the Saints at the minute, um, James Winston. How long is Payne, uh, How long is Sean Payton going to put up with his, his you know interception, interception, interception? And then I had um, I had Kamara last year, and he had a mid. 
quarterback and everything in the red zone just got taken from him and you're sitting there going I've taken this fella second or third and I'm getting absolutely zero return off him. like he I think he had three games where he was getting six or seven points ball in from the end zone and that is that's one of the big factors with um that you're going to fall into with the Saints is they've no wide receiver one um if Winston is turning the ball over which he can he done with like two of the best wide receivers in Tampa Bay um where do you where do you go Kamara does he does lose out on, on Taysom Hill so I think he is a bust. I think if you're if you're taking him top five, you could be disappointed that he's not going to give you the return that you're you're going to get. And I know Paddy would probably have similar on Zeke. He had Zeke uh, last year, and he didn't. He definitely didn't feed Paddy's uh, fantasy football team. No, not at all. I think I, I think I mean maybe I'm just getting um, sucked in by the the hard knocks hype that that comes with any team that's on that show, but. Um, seeing Zeke, you know, he's he's quite a lovable figure on on the t- on the show. So maybe I'm I'm maybe reevaluating that. If he fell to me in the draft, I'd maybe I'd maybe pick him up this year. I think I think he's he's poised for. Although I think JT might have another another viewpoint on it, but I think he's he's poised for a return. Assuming Dak comes back and Dak is the type of player. I mean. Zeke last year before Dak's injury was a top three, I think, um, running back. And then as soon as Dak went down, he was he was barely in the top ten. I think he was about fourteenth or fifteenth. So you can see the difference that his um, Dak's injury had on on Elliot. So I think if a fit Dak means Zeke is is definitely primed for. I think his ADP is probably around five or six. So I'd be pretty happy if he fell to me about then. Yeah, and I mentioned Zeke as well because, you know, either side of me here, co-hosts are NFC East uh, team fans. So they, they obviously think very poorly uh, of Zeke. And if, if, like you're saying, if his ADP is around five or six, it, you do have that sort of question to ask where do I go with, with Zeke? The last couple of years, he sort of hasn't lived up to the expectation. But with that coming back, there is the chance that he may... Um, he may regain some of his form from previous years and, and or do we sort of start looking at the, the wide receivers that are available on the board, like a, a Devante Adams or a, a Tyreek Hill? Well, lads, if I'm, if I'm sitting there at six pick and Zeke is there, I'm not taking him. Um, I just think his elite days are behind him. You know, he's last year, he had a career low. I think it was 15 fantasy points per, per game, which isn't terrible. But if you factor in that that's, the second year in a row that he is declining in production. Like 2019 there, he had one of the best O-lines in the league. Dak was healthy. He had career low production that year as well. He's trending downwards, you know, running backs don't often come back from a two-year slide. And also he's been running to the ground over the last five years. Like So I think only Mark Ingram has more uh, career touches than him as far as running backs on an active NFL roster. So, um, and I, I would have concerns about his character too. Like the fact that he went downhill when when Dak Prescott went, got injured. You know, C Mac would have carried the team on his back. Like you know, he mm-hmm. did, he did he did do that. Um, and I just think, uh, you know, I'm not sold on, on on Zeke. You know, Paddy, you would know as well. Mike McCarthy is not really doesn't really commit to three down backs. And you know, when you add in the fact that Tony Pollard is there, who was an absolute stud. 
Um, you know, I, I think he's a gamble at that ADP. I think it's, I think the ADP is reflective of his ceiling rather than what I think you're going to get out of him this season. I don't think I'd even pick him if it was the sixth round. Never mind the sixth <laughs> pick. He was still on the board. That's harsh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I I'm don't, a Ziggy fan. I'm a Ziggy just, fan, though. So I like him. I think he's he will be better. I think he'll be better this year. I what worries me is what seems to be the only four brain cells he has left rattling around in that his of his that we see on hard knocks. That's what I'm kind of worried about. <laughs> he ran backwards for more yards than he ran forwards last season. I can tell you that much. He needs, he needs a he needs a few mojo moments next. Yes, guys. I have a quick question, and it's it's probably the position I find trickiest to draft, and that's tight end. Whereabouts on the spectrum of of draft? Maybe not position, but in terms of areas you address. Where do you put them? And while you're answering, maybe who are the key targets? Maybe the top five targets to go for this season at tight end. I think I, the best I, one is, is is Kelsey. Like he's he's Kelsey's a uh, top two rounder, top three rounder. That's the big outlier this year. Where do you take him? You know, we have guys that are saying they're going to take him in the first round. I think that's a stretch. I do understand he is this the unicorn as they they call him that he can do all, he can do everything and anything. But he's still a rookie, um, and I think Kelsey is still the 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 main dog in in the house. Um, I think he's. I think when people see him going, I think there is that little bit of panic, like like a QB. I need to get a tight end. Um, that's where that that leads off. But I think Kelty Kill, um, they're one and two, definitely. Waller. And then production. Yeah, Waller, Johnny. You can know who JT has. Uh, <laughs> but listen, as far as tight ends are concerned, if you. You need to pick yeah. them up really early or very late, as far as I'm concerned. So if you're not picking up one of them three, I I wouldn't be touching yeah. tight ends till round ten. And there's loads of value there. Um, but we got we got Kittle in our draft, which I think is a pretty good, a pretty yeah. good get. And again, he fell pretty pretty late on in the draft rounds. I was quite surprised. I would have put him up there. I would probably put him ahead of Waller, to be honest, in terms of tight end yeah. talent. Although maybe the fantasy aspect changes it a little bit, but. For me, he would be up there with Waller. Yeah, yeah I think as well, though. Do you know, Jimmy G, who's going to be the QB? Yeah. Are they going to be, you know, again, will Shanahan use him as much as, as maybe what Waller will be used with, with the Raiders? Yeah, I think there's a few there's a few mid-round guys this year that <clears throat> I would keep an eye on. Um, I think TG Hawkinson and the Lions, He's the Lions are in such a state, he's going to be there number one target almost certainly at the beginning of the year um and the big risk this year maybe it won't prove to be a risk but kyle pitts at atlanta he could end up being rookie of the year um offensive rookie of the year he, he he's definitely got that type of ceiling and um he's got a, a pretty solid um quarterback thrown to him so his adp is around four or five that's pretty high for a rookie tight end but by all accounts, this guy is is pretty different, pretty special. So, especially in a league like we're in, we so we're in a keeper league, um, so we could get really good value picking him up in the fifth round. He could end up being a second round talent next year. So, um, but I, I agree with John if, JT that if, if I miss out on one of the, the top three or four guys, I tend to leave it late. 
Um, and I kind of like the streaming aspect of, of just changing it up every week. I think it sort of adds another element to the fantasy football that it's not just, you're not just sticking with the same team every week until the bye weeks kick in, that you do have to do a bit of research and, and a bit of game playing, getting your waivers in and picking up somebody and taking a chance on somebody. So I do like streaming tight ends most seasons if I don't get one of the top guys. The, you mentioned- the one thing I would say about tight ends, and, and, and we've discussed it as well on, on our podcast, is that um, the, you people will have, you know, you'll see regular players that they'll draft over the, the course of seasons. John O'Smith, Hunter Henry, who I have a little bit of love for, um, they've gone to the Patriots. So you, you, their, their, their fantasy value is just, it's non existent. So as much as you love those two guys, you know, avoid, 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 because they could be just used in, as blockers for 14 games. And then all of a sudden, they end up with 20 odd points because Bill has decided. You know, I'm going to use my three ends this week. So it is, you will see them um, and you'll see, you'll see them there and they'll be there late. Just don't, don't, don't jump in. And the one I'd give is Mike Kosecki. Tua um, kind of went to him, fed him, fed off him a lot last year. His ADP is around 14. I think if Kosecki is, is sitting around 12, 13, 14, he will get you, he'll get you the, the average points that you need for, or what you should get back off a, a tight end. Paddy, you mentioned there uh, a keeper league. Recently, one of my leagues converted into a keeper league with a lottery aspect where, so you keep one of your players and then you have to lottery three of them who get then distributed out onto, onto the rest of the team. And I've never played this format league, so I have no idea what's going on. Have you got any, any advice for me of who I should keep, like types of players? Who, who's a definite keeper? Um. Your sounds so the the with with keeper leagues you have each each league can be completely different from the next. You can set your rules quite differently. But for ours, we we have two keepers per year. Um, and if you want to keep the player, you lose the draft round ahead of where you drafted them last year. So, for example, I drafted Terry McLaurin last year in the sixth round, I think. So, if I want to keep him this year, I'll lose a fifth rounder, which is great value because he's about a second round pick this year so um i guess for your for keepers in general um i think if if you've no clear outstanding player i think what you're looking is is production in the future for somebody like um henry ruggs was a guy i picked up last year as well now he didn't have a predict um, particularly good season for the raiders but by all accounts they're really treating him really well this year in terms of giving him a lot of targets Derek Carr's talking him up, so they're really keen to to make him into a one wide receiver one. So I might look at keeping him because I think I picked him up in thirteen or twelfth or thirteenth round. Which if I can keep hold of him and he ends up having a great season next year, then it's worth that gamble. So I think um, Johnny made a good point in our pod last last week was um, that you kind of need to be also when you're drafting, especially in the later rounds. Um, sort of thinking about the next season as well in, in a way with keepers sort of guys that you can pick up later that you know might not necessarily have really good seasons this year but for instance Lamar Jackson went for in our league as 14th rounder or something so the guy who's picked him up in our league he's going to have him for three years and losing and not using up really high picks in the draft so um 
it's worth taking gambles within a keeper league because they, they could really pay off next next the season after when you're um when you're getting high draft um, capital for for low draft picks if that makes sense so yeah I think I think your 14 15 pick in a, in a keeper league should always be rookies that that maybe aren't gonna really do the damage but they they will the following year and and you've sitting there and they had them for you know if 13 to 12 pick and you know that's where you in, in keeper leagues that's where you have to be looking for the value because um as paddy said he got he struck gold with rugs um and terry mclaurin but that doesn't happen all the time so if you're if you're thinking ahead of the game you're watching preseason they're the fellas to pick yeah definitely um I'm just a little conscious of the time, guys. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do some quick fire round table questions I'm going to throw at you. And I want each of you to sort of give me an answer. Um, and then Jake and Fiona want you to uh, go into this too. So I'm going to start out with uh, breakout players. Um, and I want you guys to give me each a name that you think is going to have a standout year this year. Uh, I'm going to start actually, uh, JT, I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah, I think um, my my man is C.D. Lamb. I think he's one of the best uh, slot receivers in the league last year as a rookie. Great route runner. You know, he had nearly a 1,000 yards receiving last year with the whole quarterback carousel thing going on. I think if Dak had stayed healthy, he was on track for nearly 1,400 yards. You know, I think he's going to be better this year if Dak stays healthy. I think he's a lock for a 1,000 yards. Um, and I actually think he will be the wide receiver one in Dallas this year. And... No disrespect to Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup, but they could easily get a thousand yards as well. Um, but I think he's a lad that we could be drafting in round one or two next year, and I think he's my breakout player of the year. Paddy, who's uh, your breakout player? Um, mine's would be uh, Lavisca Chenault from the uh, Jags. I think he went really. He had a really under the radar solid rookie season last year. He had um, six hundred yards and five TDs, and I think the way they're set up going into next year obviously with Trevor Lawrence at QB Marvin Jones DJ Shark I think it's a really quietly a pretty solid group and initially he'll be going into the season as third on that depth depth chart probably which is is only going to help him the the other two will be drawing coverage away from him and I think he'll really benefit from that and take a step up pushing potentially even a thousand yard season who knows so if he's if he's sitting around the eighth ninth round I would definitely see that as really good value. Grant Johnson. Jerry Judy. The Broncos. Man is best wide receiver. I think he's he's the best wide receiver in the class that came out. I think he it could potentially be one of the best wide receivers that we will see over the next seven or eight years. Root running fee footwork. I think that there's his ADP is round seven. The small concern is who's going to be throwing him the ball, but you think he played a quarter at the weekend and like he is electric. I, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, Dave, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, there's one man that's getting that ball. And if Teddy B is the, the QB, it's, it's Jerry Judy all day, all day long. It's going to be fascinating to watch it. Fionn? I'm going to go with Devontae Smith, and it's a little bit like Johnny Weather. It's it's a dodgy one at quarterback, but I feel like if anyone on this Eagles team is going to be the comfort blanket and see a lot of targets, and if uh, if the quarterback plays 
any way close to what the Eagles hope. Hurst gets any way close. I think he could rely on Devontae Smith. So I think he's a pretty good pickup. I actually don't have his average draft position now on front of me. But I, in our league, we got him quite quite good value, quite low. So uh, I think he his might be His ADP is six, round six, round around round six. Yeah. So I, I like think that, that, could be, that could be quite nice. Yeah, like him. Jake? He's a Bama wide receiver. Exactly. They're <laughs> always well drilled anyway, especially those yeah. short routes, right? I know in the, it, it doesn't always add up like to a thousand yard season, but especially in those PPR leagues, those receptions can, can build up pretty quick. Yeah. Yep. For me, I'm looking forward to seeing Corey Davis. Um, I know the Jets have picked up Elijah Moore and they also had Denzel Mims from last year, but I just really like the way uh, he went, like Zach Wilson targeted Corey Davis. And it's not a homer pick for me, Dynasty football team, but I certainly like the way he looked at him. He, he went to Corey Davis a hell of a lot, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He really likes him. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's definitely a good shout as well. Um, I I was sort of torn between two, but I'm going to go with uh, Brandon Ayuk uh, at the 49ers. I, I think he had a good year uh, last year with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of injuries with the 49ers. Um, I know we still have the question marks about Trey Lance or, or Jimmy Garoppolo and Yes, it is a, maybe a run-heavy uh, offense, but I think that uh, Ayuk is going to take that step forward in his second year, and I think that he might end up having a, it might be a good a good pick um, low down for anyone that's looking to pick up a wide receiver in a later round. Yeah, I think we gave two of that. We gave Devontae Smith, uh, Ro- uh, Paddy didn't, but Paddy is keeping rogues, and we for for next year um, on on our podcast that's coming out so yeah it's good to hear that other people are uh, thinking along the same lines guys really quickly one player i was really surprised we nabbed super late in our draft uh, uh was Nicole hardman do you think he's a, a a guy people should keep an eye on especially if he's going to drop a, a good bit below where i expected him to go that's for sure he is wide receiver too isn't he do you know mm-hmm. that's essentially essentially um we've we've discussed Kansas City that they are struggling uh in terms of their their running back room maybe it's just not as as tight as as, as what you'd expect from a contender a team that is a contender but th- the way Andy Reid does use them with the, with the jet sweep and and with different moves McCall Hardman is definitely value I think to pick up um and even looking at him in preseason. Mahomes has targeted him, he's used him, and again, I think he will fall. He's he's another guy that just kind of, he kind of goes under the radar because of Kelsey. Obviously, Tariq Hill is the stud there. Um, but yeah, I think... What Nicole, Nicole Harriman in round 11 as well, like, you know, so yeah. potential breakout star, potential sleeper, you know, it's a good pick. I think they really want to feed him as well. It just looks like they really want to use Mikal as much as possible. Yeah, it's that speed, isn't it? It's just, yeah. oh, you know, they, so and they... And they I think one thing we discussed as well was the in the Super Bowl they just couldn't get pace into the game. They couldn't get the, they couldn't get Tampa Bay onto the back foot, and I think they've probably realised that the likes of McCall has to have a, a greater, I suppose, a greater impact during the season to kind of push him on. Then so I like that. I I like fast wide receivers. Yeah, and it really helped now that Watkins is gone now too. So he will definitely get more more looks in the offense him and I think uh, the Marcus Robinson is going to obviously take that next step up as well after behind um Hardman too but let's actually um you mentioned there briefly let's talk about a few uh, sleepers 
that we think um, might have sneaky good seasons and um, maybe that we're not expecting to. And um, Actually, Jake, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who would sort of be your sleeper to look out for this year? I'm totally not going on a homer opinion. I'm going with Evan Ingram at tight end. I think uh, <laughs> if he can figure out how to catch a ball, he will certainly be doing quite well. They want to get him the ball quite a bit, and uh, he certainly has the speed at tight end to beat uh, linebackers. And so I'm just going to go with him as a sleeper pick. Jake, that's a fundamentals problem. That doesn't get fixed. He's not a sleeper. He's dead. <laughs> well, Drop the one him. thing that Drop him. <laughs> Don't keep him in your keeper league. I tell you that much. The two things you need a tight end to do is block and catch. He can't see can't do, do either, either of them. So, <laughs> if he can learn how to catch, you'd be doing well. I I had him last year, four weeks in. I had to get. I just couldn't look at him every week on my team, even on the bench. Was, I had to get rid of him. He was the sole reason for about six of Daniel Jones's interceptions. <laughs> John, who's your sleeper yeah, this year? I'll go with the one we already discussed that I that I pitched a lot. I'll I'll take me call Hardman. A uh, good value going to take a step up in terms of where he is on the depth chart and they've looked like they've wanted to feed him in the preseason so I'm going to stick with Mikael Hyman Well I, like Jake I'm going for a pure homer pick on this one as well, I'm actually going to go with Gerald Everett um, playing for the Seahawks this year Uh, he he was a part of like a two tight end set with the Rams uh, under McVeigh I know um, Tyler Higby got a, a lot more looks in probably fantasy wise last season but I think he's a really really good tight end that has Shane Waldron coming over with him as well from the Rams and Russell Wilson if he has a tight end that he likes he will target and Jimmy Graham being obviously did them one of the vocal uh, points there in the last couple of years so Gerald Everett will sort of be my uh, sleeper choice uh, for this year nice I don't. So I don't hear the confidence. So I'm guessing that's a terrible. <laughs> oh, thing Pete Carroll Pete Carroll sleeper. So, <laughs> uh, JT, who's uh, who's your sleeper uh, pick for this swimming season? Yeah, well, I've a lot of them, but I suppose I'll go with um, Amandra St. Brown, uh, wide receiver, Detroit Lions. Y- you can pick him up. Last time I checked, uh, you could pick him up in the last round of your draft. I think Paddy says since then he's gone up to around fourteen. You know, he's behind Brashad Perryman, Terrell Williams, Quintus Cephas. You know, big deal. They're not world beaters. Um, he's been balling out in, in training camp. Um, and, you know, Jared Goff loves him. Uh, there's a chemistry there. He's born in the DBs there in, in, in training camp as well. And I think he had a good preseason game as well. Uh, I think he was only on for a half. But he has the potential, I think, maybe even... By the time week one rolls around to be wide receiver one in that team, and if you pick him up around 14, 15, 16, you know, it's it's a no-brainer. There's no way he doesn't outperform that ADP. Jonathan, uh, who's your uh, sleeper pick? Terrence Marshall Jr., LSU wide receiver, Panthers, love him. Uh, hooking up with Joe Brady again, offensive coordinator from LSU, knows the playbook inside out. Uh PJ Walker has has obviously started a couple of games, but even Sam Darnold hit him with an absolute dime on. on you mean even night. Sam Darnold? <laughs> even Sam Darnold. <laughs> it's the first time he's completed in about three like. years. Um, yeah, it's like the fourth fourth completion he's had. Um, but I think in Joe Brady's offense, I think uh, Marshall Junior. I think he will. I think he will rival uh, Bobby Anderson for wide receiver two there, even as a rookie. Um, and I think they like him. You can see already in, in 
um, pre-season. They're giving him plenty of the ball. He won't even be, there's not even an ADP for him. He's off the grid. But I guarantee you, if you pick him up, he will be, because the way I look at it is, what you get out of him this year, you'll get 10 times it next year. And I think you'll just see glimpses. Um, I think uh, DJ Moore has a, he's coming out of his big big contract and the same with Bobby Moore or Bobby Anderson, Bobby Moore, the soccer player. Um, I think Marshall Jr. will be the, will be, he'll, he'll be, he'll be pushing wide receiver one there in a year or two. So he is my, there's your, there's your keeper league round 16, Jake. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Have the pen. Hang on. Grab <laughs> uh, on Monday, so I'll hit you up. <laughs> finally, uh, Paddy, who's your uh, sleeper pick? Um, I'm going for Darnell Mooney from the Bears. Um, I think he had a pretty solid end to the season last year. Anthony Miller's been shipped off to the sinking ship in the Texans, so um, I think he's going to have a far bigger role behind um, Allen Robinson. And assuming Fields eventually is that number one QB, I think he's going to look for that type of player, slot guy, safety blanket in the, in the centre of the field. And, um, you know, he had 631 yards, four TDs last year. I think he's he's definitely going to improve on that because he's going to have far more far more receptions and far more targets. So, yeah, Darnell Mooney. Okay, perfect. Uh, last uh, last question of the of this quick fire round before we wrap up the show, and that's going to be your bust of this year. Who's uh, who's been uh, projected to uh, get picked fairly high that you don't think is going to live up to the hype? We've mentioned a few names already, but I want to hear a, a few others. So, um, actually, Paddy, we'll start with you on this one. Who's going to be your bust of the uh, com- this coming season? So we, we sort of touched on him earlier, but didn't really chat about him as, as Michael Thomas. I think um, his, I think any sort of name brand player, um, especially guys who are new to fantasy football, you're going to see Michael Thomas and and think, yeah, I'm going to pick him up early early doors. But I would I would really be avoiding him. His ADP is about fifth sixth round at the moment, which seems quite low for somebody like him. But the QB situation and um, Saints, we've already talked about it, is is completely unknown. I think if Taysom Hill is playing a lot of starts a lot of games, that's really going to be a big hit. Um, I guess the one good thing with Mike, he's also going to miss the beginning of the season. Only got an, an ankle injury, but I think if um, the best outcome if you picked Mike Thomas that early is that he gets traded personally. But that's that's a bit of a gamble for me, so I would be avoiding him unless he drops really really far down. Um, I would be avoiding him. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, who's your uh, bust? I was gonna be, I was gonna play it safe and say Clyde edwards Lear, but nah, I'm going, I'm going all out. I think Julio Jones, I think, is gonna be a bust this year. That's it. I just, I'm just, I, I just didn't I think it's a rushed move. I think they had Corey Davis. I think they had a wide receiver too that they picked up for. You know, not even the the, the money that they're, they're paying out. Julio is missing practice left, right, and center. You know, um, he's an old man now, anyway. He's an old man. He's not going to have garbage time. Matt Ryan to to throw him three touchdowns and and come back in a fifty thirty seven uh, game and and you know buffer up his his a uh, yardage. I think, uh, yeah, I think the Titans are going to be run heavy, especially with Johnny Smith not there at tight end. Um, and I think um, AJ Brown gets a little bit more than Julio when he's not on the sideline. 
absolutely throwing shade on our future Hall of Famer there. That was throwing him <laughs> under the bus like he's <laughs> picking garbage time to use up his whole career. You know, am I not right though? You know, you know he's 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 Matt Matt Ryan's fourth quarter baby. Well, I, I I don't think I'd go along with that personally, but um, I can see no. the struggle in Tennessee. But I think it's I think you need to put a bit of respect on his uh, career thus far. Personally, I joke, I joke. I'm just trying to <laughs> big up my pick. <laughs> no, I, I, to be fair, actually, um, I, I I can see the points that you're making with with Julio Jones. I thought that maybe him going to Tennessee would sort of open it up for AJ Brown a lot more that that he that his sort of points could go up next year because Julio will get a lot of attention um, and it might help Derrick Henry there too but uh, JT who's uh, who's your uh, bust for this coming year yeah well I had Zeke as my biggest bust and, and Michael Thomas is on my list as well but I'll throw in another one there Miles Sanders um I won't be going anywhere near him um basically he's been a constant disappointment since since he came into the league, but now he has to contend with Jalen Hurts there, who was going to take away any uh, ceiling that he might hit, um, you know, because he's going to be he's going to be rushing the ball a lot. So, um, I think I don't know his ADP. I think it's fairly early on. I won't be touching him. Grant, uh, Jake. Um, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of stick for this one, JT. You probably are going to hate this one. I'm going to go with CMC on this one. Uh, I feel Ooh. like he has just been run into the ground. The wheels are bound to fall off that. And I'm just not confident in Sam Darnold and the Panthers being ahead a lot in games. I know that's they're going to feed him anyway. That's a double to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I knew I was getting stick for it. I knew it was coming for me. But uh, yeah, I have to go CMC. For someone who's going to go 101 and injured all of last year, basically, I just don't feel like the, the Panthers have that kind of juice to, to keep him keep flowing and, and hopefully he can stay uninjured. But I just, I just not confident in him. Controversial. <laughs> Fionn, um, now make sure it's a good pick and don't ruin a reputation like Jake is trying to right now. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's only one man for this pick, and that is, of course, Russell Wilson. The cliff is real. Oh, you just ruined the fun. <laughs> the Seahawks, we saw how we performed at the end of last season when the receivers started going down, the line wasn't performing. You haven't had a running back there since Marshawn Lynch left. I just see him getting a bad couple of first weeks. Then the whinging starts. His arm is getting slower and slower. He's going to have to wheel around in the backfield. He can't scramble forwards anymore because the line just falls apart. So, yeah, I think he's going to be drafted quite high in that quarterback uh, roster available. And I just think whatever draft position you take him, it's already too high. Leave it for another two rounds if you're thinking about getting him. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Sierra will be given out soon after about three or four weeks. She'll want to go to San Fran or somewhere somewhere where the weather is warmer. She wants to go to New York. That's where she wants to go. We we have our man in New York. She can go to Buffalo. I'm talking about the blue side of New York. (laughs) Or actually not even in New York, the blue side of Jersey. What blue side? (laughs) <laughs> there's only green in New York <laughs> uh, oh, you have this vendetta and I just can't wait till the season starts I'm just going to manifest it if it's not true yet I'm going to manifest it into existence yeah. Jake did it with Kenny Galladay and I'm going to do it with Wilson's at the end of Wilson's career JT does it with the Jets like he's doing it the last eight years he's hoping that they actually are good when they'll turn out to be shit again 
They're, they're, they're already falling apart now with Carl Lawson and Jared Davison. And the lads went all in on CJ Mosley there in the all height defense. <laughs> <laughs> he's your only linebacker left now, so he's gonna have to be. Uh, he's gonna have to live up to some sort of hype now to give you a chance next year. <laughs> At least you got Jamal Adams out of there. He's in the all height defense as well. Yeah, yeah, and I completely agree with that. And I think the Jets won that deal. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, give him a ball yeah, of Jamal, money. Jamal Adams safely one day. Won. Who's won a division in his one year in Seattle and has been to the playoffs? And the Jets are going on holidays in January. <laughs> the Jets usually sure go on holiday in September. <laughs> <laughs> How many but games before, did Jamal play last season? Uh, I think he missed three games last year. Was it late yeah. the season in the playoff area? It was kind of around the mid season. Okay. Yeah, he basically was playing injured the whole time, just so he could say he played in the playoff game. But I won't, I won't say that out loud again, because then it will just prove me wrong. But before we all fall out, I'm just going to give my bust for uh, this year, and it's actually going to be uh, Chance Claypool. Uh, I think that because of the year he had last year, a lot of people are going to draft him very high. I don't like anything the Steelers are doing this year. Um, their O line is awful. Big Ben. Well, he's Big awful. Ben is, is awful, you know. He, he hasn't, uh, he's only got one elbow and it's not the one that he throws with. So I just, I can't see anything good happening with the Steelers this year. It's going to be very tough for them uh, in a division um, that I can see them finishing third in. Maybe could be fourth if, you know, Joe Burrow has a decent year next year. But Chance Claypool actually is going to be my bust next year. Yeah, no, that. I can see that. Yeah, I can absolutely yeah. see that. I'm not liking Ben. I don't like his arm, and I just don't like the Steelers yet. Even though, like, you're just generally a, a passable team, I just I can't see it this season. Yeah, I, I actually have Big Ben as, as, a, as a sleeper. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but following on from the Jets, JT is throwing out Big Ben. You, know, <laughs> you can see why he hasn't won fantasy football. <laughs> the there. Big, ben is, Big Ben's a top 12 quarterback for the last years including last year so he's QB1 yeah. I know we, we, we joke about it but I think they've lost four O-line, O-line men they haven't replaced them at all and I just fear for the rookie uh, running back that he will be just ran into the into just a mess um, because he's very talented and I just I fear for him I think they could have James Conner 2.0 yeah I think they're going to focus yeah. on running the ball a lot more anyway I don't think he, they. I think they know that Big Ben's arm can't hold up for a whole season like that. So they are just yeah. going to run the ball, and they're obviously going to run the run him into the ground that uh, that running back. I don't know if that's the case because you thought they would do that last year, but he was still thrown fifty times a game late into the season, and it worked until he faced the mighty Washington, and then it did not work anymore <laughs> for the rest of the season. <laughs> That's a Chase Young, which just um, gave him scared him so for badly he forgot how to throw the ball for the rest of the season. <laughs> the the Browns playoff game was just crazy. It was just it was. I I I, I honestly thought that was the end of Big Ben. I was I just thought there's no way he could come back from this. This is just that's it done. Walk away. But he's back and yeah, it will it'll like, be interesting to see. It was weird. I don't know. Did you see all the talk off season that he had a nutritionist and like he's really focusing on his diet? You know, it only took him what fifteen years to finally focus on his diet. But exactly. he showed up to training camp. He, 
he, the, he looked the exact same. He hadn't yeah. changed at all. I think he had a shave, though, did he? Oh, I think, he, I think yeah. Or he, he definitely had a bit of a tan anyway. It just made him <laughs> give him a bit of a glow. Uh, but, uh, guys, that, uh, I think, is a perfect point to uh, wrap up this show. Before we actually let you go, um, where can anyone who's interested in... Um, listening more about fancy football uh, listen to your show well you can get us on on spotify there uh fourth and inches podcast you can get us on apple uh, podcast or really anywhere you get your podcasts um and there's lots of updates there on instagram at fourth and inches podcast and twitter at fourth and inches po2 um and everything you need will be on there if you want to contact us irish nfl pod at gmail.com um and i think that that covers it johnny does it yeah, that's that's it. Get in touch, get questions in, get anything and everything into us. And we're running competitions by the week at this stage. Uh, JT has done an unbelievable job. Lad, you do look like you could use a bit of tribal chimp, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> we're running a competition at the minute. Uh, poor Paddy can't enter it. Just obviously, you know, circumstances don't let him. But you guys are more than welcome to jump in um, with with the competitions i think we've won going this week next week the week after tribal chimp um so he get get following our page on instagram and get in touch and there's loads of free goodies for you excellent stuff yeah i think we might have to uh to join that competition for sure yep, and we'll know definitely... what i'm doing in the next couple of minutes <laughs> <laughs> making loads of fake twitter accounts <laughs> i've been doing that for the last week to get those madden codes it hasn't worked yet i'm still waiting <laughs> <laughs> but guys it's been brilliant to have you on thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us um we're, we're really looking forward to this season now of the fantasy football and i guess the real football too because you know you have to be interested somehow or another but um listen we we uh, we'd love to have you on again maybe halfway through the year to see uh what a progress report on seeing how these uh how these breakout players sleepers and busts have been going yeah, that's brilliant, lad. Thanks for having us. And we might get you when it comes around to post season. We might get you on our podcast as well when we're wrapping up the season. We'd love to do it. Excellent. So Thanks yeah, very much, we'll Definitely lads. just let us know. Listen, guys, that is where we're going to wrap up this show. Uh, if you haven't already uh, and you're watching us on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to us uh, at the Under Center Podcast on YouTube. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, they're both the exact same at Under Center Pod. Uh, you can also watch our shows there when they go out too. Um, if you uh, prefer the audio side of things, just go to wherever you get your podcasts under center podcast search for it you'll find us there subscribe you'll be kept up to date with all of our latest shows with this one and including our new show from earlier on this week but that's all the time we have for until the next show stay safe and we'll see you soon